Drives top five at five. Fan Run Radio, quitting time on your Tuesday, 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 5 o'clock here on The Drive. I'm Russell Smith. Marcus Young's got your top five at five brought to you this afternoon by FanDuel. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Josh Heupel and Tennessee have agreed to a contract extension that goes through January 2029. The contract is worth $9 million. He goes from, I believe it's from a $4 million raise, correct? Yep. Moves into fifth place in the Almost SEC. Almost doubled his pay. I'm with Just you, Just like actually. when I hired you. Remember how good that felt, Marcus? It felt really good. It felt really good. You know, we're getting close to a year. You know that, right? Really? Don't know if you want to celebrate. Yeah, I, I started. Is uh, this your way of asking for a raise publicly? No. What I'm doing is I'm asking if, you know. I thought you came in during the summer. I came was, in during basketball season because I, when I asked Russell about the internship, it was during the, it was the NCAA tournament watch party out of yeah, Craven so Wings. It was in March, a date that will live in infamy. But yeah, I know. Hi, Russell. <laughs> I'd like to join your radio show. My name's Marcus. I really like to spend time with you and Bear on, on the. Wait, are on you? The wait, air. Are, are you trying? Doing, to do you're you? doing me, doing, doing you. Yeah, I'm doing you, doing me. How does yeah, that you feel? You just do you. I'll. I'll I'll do me doing you. You just do you. Please. Any other thoughts on Hypel before like I move we're on? Getting into that movie Inception, <laughs> man. We're three layers deep. Too much. Any thoughts on what? It's like the Robert Downey Jr. Hi- thing in Tropic Thunder. On Hypel. You got any, <laughs> thought, any, any more thoughts on Hypel? Yes. Any other thoughts on Hypel before moving on? I mean, like we've said a couple times, it's. I, I feel like. It was inevitable. I'm a little surprised they went all the way up to nine, but this settles it. I mean, he's you, you can pretty much leave that contract alone. I, 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 he might be where Barnes got when Barnes got the five million dollar a year deal. Remember, like he didn't do anything to, he hasn't done anything to deserve any sort of raise or anything since then. Hmm. I mean, they might have given him like a token, like here's an extra, uh, you know, point one, you know, hundred thousand on. Whenever they roll, I feel like both these over. guys are going to need to make a Final Four. Yeah, I mean, like Heupel is—he's going to have that deal until he wins at least a league title or makes a college football playoff. So I don't, I don't think this is going to be a thing where Alabama. Remember, they're just having to extend and raise Saban every year. I don't, I'm probably not going to go there with him. I hope we do because that means we're winning natties yeah, every year, huh? I mean, Go big next year, but... At number two, uh, Rick Barnes has been selected to the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. How about that? Rick Barnes, a native of Hickory, North Carolina, has been selected as a member of the 2023 induction class to the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse is a part of that group, by the way. Really? He's going in with Stack? Yeah. Interesting. I think they get, from all outside appearance, I'm... I think him and Stackhouse have a pretty good relationship. It's certainly not toxic the way him and Penny are. No, the way I read that, this is just me watching the handshake and hearing them talk about each other. So what do I know? Yeah. I get the feeling that Barnes is very respectful, like loved Stack as a player, respects him as a coach, thinks he does things the right way. 
has no problem there. I think Stack, like, finds Barnes patronizing. He's just like, shut up, old man. I'll try to beat you. Don't sit here and tell me how good I'm doing. I haven't beaten you yet. Yeah. I could be wrong. That's kind of the vibe I get from Stack. Quick quote from uh, Barnes. To be selected as a coach, much of the credit needs to go to having outstanding staff members at my side throughout my career and wonderful players along the way. It's classy. Very it's classy. classic Rick Barnes. Yep. It is a classic <clears throat> Rick Barnes, huh? Uh, number three. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Russell. Aaron Rodgers says he is open to reworking his deal if he does decide to play in 2023, whether that be for Green Bay or... It's still not going to help anybody on that cap. Elsewhere. On that cap hit. The problem with him is they already paid him the money that has to count. Thing I read about him, I think Peter King yesterday wrote maybe the Jets one to watch there if if he leaves Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think because I saw this interview he did with, uh, I think it was with the Pat, yeah Pat McAfee show, and then I also saw Ian Rappaport talking about it. Ultimately, someone's going to have to give up quite a lot if they want to trade for him. Yeah, so, no, I don't think anybody's going to do that for a – how old is he now? 41? 41-year-old? I, th- I think he's late 30. I think he's like 36, 37. But yeah. It's be- better years are behind him. By the way, uh, just a little quick offshoot here. The Trey Lance, did you see the Michael Silver report from out of – I did. It was like a third-round pick was that they were yeah. throwing out there. I think it was a third-round pick for uh, Trey Lance. I'd, I mean, I'd consider it. Why not? You, you spent a third-round pick on Malik Willis. Like Trey Lance has more upside. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Uh, just saying. Yeah. Uh, number four, Bill O'Brien is leaving Alabama to become the New England Patriots offensive coordinator. O'Brien, 53, who spent the past two seasons as the offensive coordinator under Nick Saban at Alabama. That was back where his uh, NFL career began as an assistant to Belichick. See how he does over Matt Patricia, who shouldn't have been an offensive coordinator. <laughs> what, what happens to Patricia now? They probably move him back to the def- the defensive side of the ball is Just what I would guess. Shuffle him around. Yeah, because he's... Well, that didn't work. Where is he, <laughs> put yeah. you back over here. Where is he going to go? Nowhere. So somebody would hire him. Yeah, potentially. Good linebackers coach. That's why I think he'll just swap back over to the other side of the ball and then continue from there. Uh, and finally, number five, some big news in the world of candy with M&M's. I, I've only followed this from a surface level. I see people like it's got a culture wars element to it, and so I don't know all the details, but – well, so it started, there was a bit of outrage. It's an outrage. Over the green M&M. Apparently, it's always the green M&M. Man. She, she, you know, if you green, remember the, when we were kids, green M&Ms. The, the what? The urban legend, the whole thing about green eating green M&Ms when you were little. Never heard that. Really? Maybe it was just mine, Gen X thing. What, what was the legend? Make you horny. Okay. Well, never in, heard that. In, but uh, <laughs> in that news, apparently the uh, the the green M M&M and M was did that for people based on the uh, animation, 
And when they took away her her design, made her a little bit more. I guess, oh, you're sexy. saying she was a sexy like yeah, the, she had the like characters. High heels. Okay, so she was a sexy. Uh, all right, yeah. She had high heels. She was very uh, <laughs> yes for for an Eminem. Uh, when they just gave her plain regular shoes, people got very upset. Certain people on Fox News were very upset about the change well, of an that? Eminem. Why'd they change it? It was like. I'm not sure. Misogynistic, objectifying the M&Ms. Maybe that's what... Uh, people think it's like a woke thing. I really don't think it is. I think they were just redesigning it for the for the sake of redesigning it. Oh. But people, I just think we're living in the idiocracy. It's something new every day. Well, then, it adds to it is that they decided to add a new character, a purple M&M for International Women's Day. And then oh, it, my God. And then it all just kind it of fell apart. <laughs> It just all fell apart, and now Eminem tweeted out that they're gone, all of them. They're going to have Maya so Rudolph. I saw that tweet. That was a real thing? Yeah. I thought somebody was just making that up. Would you like me to read it for you? Oh, God. Do I? I don't know. What? It- My favorite part is how it starts. America, let's talk. <laughs> In the last... <laughs> In the last year, we've made some... Okay, Eminems, <laughs> talk to me. What you got? In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. They did. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet, but now we get it. Even a candy shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing M&M's wanted to share, uh, wanted since we were all about bringing oh, people yeah, together. Oh, yeah, right. That's how they get you. The M&M's just trying to sneak one in on you. The next thing you know, your kid comes home with purple hair. Listening to, I don't know, what's what what's obnoxious that you don't want your kids listening to these days? Uh, Rammstein? Yeah. Is he still around? I think he is. I don't think he was actually a person. I think that was a... It's the band. It's like yeah. German, German metal, metal kind group. of thing. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, they continue Rammstein. to say, therefore we've decided to take uh, an indefinite pause from the Spokes Candies and their place. We're proud to introduce a Spokesperson. America can agree with the beloved oh. Maya Rudolph. So uh, this is literally is Maya like Rudolph. The, she's the SNL stupidest thing I've ever heard in my she life. She was on SNL. You'd recognize her if you saw a photo. She of was her. in uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah, never saw it. She was in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. What was that? Grown Up. She was in that. Her. I don't know if you can. You've seen her before. She's been. She was on SNL for uh, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, they've. They've uh, apparently changing the is, shoes. Is adding she, a, oh. she's acceptably non-controversial. <laughs> for that, apparently, for an M&M spokesman. I just, I don't understand why people cared that much about a redesign. Like, everybody's you, you on really edge. don't. Everybody's there. Everybody's just waiting yeah. for something to be triggered over. I mean, so this week it's been what I've heard about. There's some kind of kerfuffle going on over um, natural gas stoves. Um, green M and M's, and somebody was championing, uh, saying that something about uh, cigarettes, that tobacco was cool, and I I kind of tuned out on that. People been saying that for years. Yeah, but like basically, like like tobacco got a bad rap. <laughs> I feel like tobacco's got appropriately wrapped. Yeah, yeah. Like we know the deal now. Yeah. Let Bear tell you about tobacco. Inhaling it. 
America, let's talk. That's... America, let's talk. Oh God, man, that, that's that. You know, when, when somebody leads off, when some corporate entity leads off a social media post with "America, let's talk," you know, some just absolutely nonsensical <laughs> bullcrap is about to be spewed your way. And the only other thing I found out, apparently, if you are elected to be vice president, I think all these guys just must take stuff home with them. It's every day somebody else has found classified stuff in their house. Yeah, I noticed that. Too. Yeah. They've been, doing, Vice President uh, they've been doing that for a long time. Dan Quayle right now has like the location of Jimmy Hoffa's body written down on a uh, napkin like un- next to his uh, like golf yeah. clubs that Reagan gave him or something. Dan Quayle. What word was it he couldn't spell? Tato. That's it. Put an E on the end of it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you think like, uh, politicians are idiots now? So, no, nah, man. They've been idiots for a while. I mean. Slash I'm not going to throw stones. We butcher the English language hourly on here. We're talk radio hosts, dude. We're not leading the free world. I don't have any classified documents at my house. I don't know about you. No. I did see uh, someone took my master class when they were trying to pronounce the word Canucks, talking about hockey, said Canucks. Yeah, who said that? Some some person on like TV, like a Fox uh, station was talking about the Canucks. The Canucks. Yeah, they took my master class, yeah. so I was really help- I was glad I could help them out. <laughs> Thank you, Barkus. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. It's working a call from Rusty. Good afternoon, Rusty. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, going well. How are you, sir? Thanks, man. I'm good. Um, so I was calling because the – we keep comparing the wrong guys with these with the, with this this two the nineteen team and this team or whatever. This team's going to play the majority of the season going forward with small ball with Triple J at the four. They've already said that, and that team was at its best and played the most back in nineteen. Whenever they went with Granite Center and you're right, Admiral at the power yep. four and Bowden at the three, Turner at the two, and Bone at the one. So the matchup would be Phillips versus Bowden, Santi versus Turner. Bone versus Double Z, and then Triple J versus Admiral, and then you would run Euros, Kamwa, and um, Adu at Grant. Just rotate the three and keep beating him with bodies. That's the matchup. And, and believe it or not, Triple J's bigger than, than Grant or Admiral, either one. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking of that when we were talking about it earlier. People don't realize how big Triple J is. Yeah, I mean he's he's a big yeah. kid, but I, I think Grant would uh, Grant Williams would feast on. Well, he said three of those on, guys. on uh, yeah, but tri- triple triple J would not guard yeah. Grant normally. No, I, I, I heard what you yeah. said. I'm telling you, yeah. Grant would feast on either Euros Plasvich. He would not sure about a, a, a do. Um, and and yeah, Grant would feast for sure. Yeah, I do think back to the the Purdue team that ended that team's career. It had two seven footers that it kept rotating, yeah. and made Grant really, really struggle because of hit their length versus his size. You keep throwing fresh seven footers at Grant, and it gave him trouble in college. So I'm wondering if you're not if you're not still sending you know the length of of those two guys that are both like seven inches taller than Grant, just over and over again. He's going to get by him some, but they're also going to make his life uncomfortable, especially whenever he's going to get worn down. Grant was so good, and and nobody got fouled more often and harder than Grant Williams in like the last twenty years nobody. of SEC basketball. 
But he was so off their feet. He, he, he was so, so good, good at getting to the line. Yeah, get, getting you off your feet and then going into your body. He, he was just brilliant at drawing contact by getting you to like to to, to jump first, and then he's got you. Yeah, he, he was brilliant. The real thing is Phillips on Bowden. That's six eight on what six three, and then Santi Turner's kind of a push. I think and I think ZZ drives bone crazy. Yeah. But the thing I was dumb when we were having that conversation with Tweet last hour is Bone is probably faster than Ziegler. And Ziegler's fast. For sure. But Bone sure. was a lightning ball. He might be the fastest guard we've ever had. Hey, but well, Ziegler. Right. Yeah, Chandler. Yeah, yeah he, he, give him, he give him a run for his so money. Chandler was so brief. But Ziegler, yeah. the thing, Ziegler, Ziegler's got that dog in him, man. Ziegler's gonna Ziegler's gonna frustrate him. Bones faster in the fast breaks. Bones gonna be electric like he was, but in the half court, ZZ's going to make Bone want to fight. Like he's gonna make Bone swing on him probably because Bone always pushed back with Barnes. They never got along. Same thing with Admiral and Barnes. ZZ would really get under Bone's skin, I think. And I think Santi would make Turner want to fight too. Yeah, probably. And I don't know that Bowden. Get, I don't know that Bowden can get a shot off. If Phillips is in his neighborhood, because the, the length just totally different. Yeah, that's a good point. That would be a good matchup too. Phillips is for real six eight. So you that, you you lean towards the twenty twenty three team in this matchup? I think Grant is the one position that that team dominates, and he may he may be enough. But it's still basketball. You play seven times. It's probably going to be four to three in the last games. One on the last second shot. I mean, they're super close. I'll tell you, the, the, the other it's, spot, what it, it, it come down to with uh, these guys is free throw shooting. Those guys were masters at, at getting to the free throw line, and they all shot at an incredible clip from the free throw line. This year's team, not real good at getting to the free throw line. That's just not something no. – I don't know if that's just – It's weird. Like they're, they're so physical on the defensive side, and then they're not – it's like they're – I don't want to say they're soft, but they, for whatever reason, can't get to the line, don't draw contact, don't draw fouls on the offensive side. And... A little more finesse. I don't I don't trust this team at the line either. It's not just getting there. Santi, I mean, he's – what's Santi shooting this year? 73% from the line? He should be shooting 85. Ziegler should be shooting 82, 83. Key should be shooting – but none of those guys are shooting up in the 80s. Phillips, I feel better with Phillips at the line, Calmo at the line, really? and Adu at the line. Those guys are the ones lately that have been like not missing their free throws. But the guards, I mean, the Kentucky game alone, what we our our guards missed like seven free Vescovy throws. Vescovy was like hurt. Vescovy was hurt. Front end. Yeah, yeah. Vescovy was hurt. That's right. That's right. He he missed front ends, but he, his shoulder wasn't right. I know that's true. I shouldn't get on him for that, but. I, I think that's a really interesting matchup. I, I don't know which way it goes. It goes to whoever shoots better that day, simply. It, it's really which team knocks down their shots. And, and Grant's going to – they might guard him with Euros, but Grant's going to go out to the three-point line and, and pull those guys away too. So there, there's there's so much fun in that matchup, but it'd be interesting. Yep. Good stuff, Rusticles. Anything else? Um, Let's beat Georgia. Let's beat Texas. And that should – give us a good stretch of being on Lenardi's number one seed line, which the longer we're on that in bracketology, I think the more it helps us on the last day, even if we have some more losses down the road, getting our name there as being consistently, hey, we're on the number one seed line, number one seed line, every time bracketology is seen, 
I think that, you know, subconsciously factors in when the committee, like, goes to seed it. They keep seeing Tennessee's on that one line. It's huge. And we win these two, and we should be there for a while. Good stuff, my man. Got to run, Rusty. Appreciate it. Stay with us. The drive continues, 865-546-8200. If you want to jump in, 546-8200. Back with more right after this. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Somebody's making coffee. Smells nice. Smells bad at first. You're like, what in the world? And then you're like, oh, it's a curry getting fired up. It's good. Usually wakes me up a little bit here in the third hour. I'm going to pay a little bit better attention. Got a little breaking news this afternoon. Let's go to the Fan Run Breaking News Desk. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the Buccaneers have requested permission to interview Jaguars passing game coordinator. Anybody know who the Jaguars passing game coordinator is? You guys don't know this off the top of your head? And you call yourself sports radio professionals. The passing game coordinator for the Jaguars? No clue. Leftwich? Dooley? They will be interviewing one... James Robert Cooter. Jim Bob. Jim Bob. For the OC job with uh, the Bucks, Veteran coach helped Jacksonville rank 10th in passing offense with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Somebody reported, uh, this was a couple of years ago, when Cooter was still with the Lions. Was he with the Colts for a minute, too? He was somewhere, he, or he, he was in charge of a pretty productive offense and somebody had wrote written that like his name was basically keeping him from getting serious consideration for head coaching jobs like these billionaire owners don't want to bring out jim bob cooter to coach their team just his name yeah it's like borderline racism right this guy's name what's he supposed to do change his name well, Jim Cooter. James Cooter. Yeah, James. That, or Bob that, Cooter. That That's not it's, really helping, is it? It's, it's, it's Cooter. It's not Jim Bob that's the problem. Well, I mean, Jim Bob. It's not. It's Jim not, Bob's, uh, I mean, that sounds like that, that fat guy that was in Varsity Blues, but uh, uh, he died. That actor did. Um, it's just all together. Jim Bob, and then you, like you slap he, Cooter on the end of it. If his name was Ken Jenkins, he'd have been a head coach two years ago. Probably. Well, good luck to you, Jim Bob. I mean, Cliff I Kingsbury is a great there, name, but. but he had the face and all that, and you saw what happened with him. Let's give Jim Bob a chance. Now, some pretty boy. I don't know. I can't remember what Jim Bob looks like. He's all right. You tell me Jim Bob Cooter, I've definitely got a picture in my head, though. He's that, like, re- reasonably, I mean, I don't call it handsome. He got a beard, but I wouldn't. No, a heavy set. Well, when he was here, imagine he has chewing tobacco in his mouth a lot. Kind of looked like a smaller Jason Witten, maybe. Really? Yeah, he's like a huh. Tennessee guy. He turned down Lipskin, apparently. Didn't he have? Wasn't he on the docket once? Didn't he go into a girl's who 
Yeah, Jim Bob Cooter. I don't know. I'm I hope gonna, I'm not. I'm not putting that on him without doing a lot of research. Well, yeah, hey, look, see if Jim Bob Cooter was ever arrested or anything like that, so I can either apologize to him or clarify whatever was just racing through my mind. Who's next, Bear? Uh, we have Roberto. Roberto, good afternoon, sir. Uh, yes, Jim Bob was. I don't know if he was officially arrested, but he was definitely detained. Yeah, he, he was at the University of Tennessee. He was arrested for driving under the influence in June of 2006 and was suspended. That's not by the, the one walls. I'm talking about. Oh, he had another one, uh, didn't he? Roberto? Oh, here we go. Yep, uh, he climbed in a girl's room and he was naked. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> window. Yeah, here it is. It happens. Now, yeah. It happens. Yeah, three right. houses down from that he house. He got caught naked in a girl's room. It was yeah. the next. It was the next line. He of went this. in the wrong room. He wasn't just going in some random girl's room naked. How did he go the, through well, a window? He didn't go into Jalen McCullough's room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Climbing him through a window is the wrong room, though, Russell. I mean, my man yeah. was lit. It's not like he just decided to do this on a whim. Alcohol was involved. He had a little bit of a problem. Those were under the control. good old days of Tennessee football, though. We had quarterbacks. You, Peyton Manning got his, you know, he got in trouble uh, for uh, showing his frowned upon. blueberries. Frowned upon. Standard locker room hijinks back in the mid nineties, right? So Jim Bob, Jim Bob's what? Uh, he's like two and a half, three years younger than me. So uh, I think he was. Uh, I think he was a sophomore when I was a senior at Tennessee. Guy was actually a really nice guy. I hung out with him several times. And here Super we nice are, guy. just trashing him. It's an outrage. Well, you were trashing his name, which uh, you know you you, <laughs> you don't get to choose your surname. No. You know, um, but if his name was. If his name was J.B. Koontz, one million percent he would already be an NFL head coach. 38 years old. He's, he's still young, man. He, he might get there anyway. Yeah, and he, he definitely cuts a, uh, he cuts a young Jason Witten, or he cuts a, a Jason Witten yeah, for sure. With much. hair. Jason Witten with hair. Yeah. But not the, not, the, not, the shoot, not the fake hair that he had later. I could see... Somebody walking him out there on stage, Jim Bob Cooter in his suit. He walks out there and, you know, thanks everybody for being there, thanks his wife, and then talks about whatever coaches talk about at that press conference. He could win the press conference is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, he's a smart guy, too. I mean, he's a really, really intelligent guy. No, he really is an intelligent guy. Despite Um, the whole, you know, going into some apartment naked. Which would be kind of cool, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, Russ, let's not act like you haven't been there either. I've never been there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I actually, the reason I called was actually, Rusty triggered something for me there, and, and I agree with him, by the way, but man, that that the argument of, is this team better than the Grant team? I think the the Grant team had a bunch of killers. That's the difference. That's the only difference. Uh, and by the way, he was... You know who, who who does Euros guard? Euros isn't playing in that game. I mean, you don't maybe, think this team has have, killers? I really don't. I mean, maybe maybe he's easy, but he misses too many shots. Maybe I mean, not not not. I was like, saying if I like Schofield and Grant, you nah. pick two guys to go into a bar fight with off both of those oh, no, teams compared. I mean. I mean, like, I'm like, going with Ziegler and Urosh. Ten times out of ten, those are my guys. Sure. Yeah, Mutt and Jeff. That'd be awesome. 
But, uh, no, what I'm saying, I don't mean, like, physically fighting. I mean, like, guys at the end of games you give the ball to and you know they're going to go score and win the game for you. Yeah, that's that's true. That's what we don't have. Um, Yet. But I'm proud of this team. I think they're doing really well. Uh, I brought stat up a few times this week. But, man, that stat about Tennessee and explosive runs, we're in the top three in explosive runs in the country. Did you guys know this? No. We're – Yeah. Tennessee's in the top three in explosive runs. It's them, Rutgers, and I cannot remember. Explosive runs. It sounds like me after uh, I get tripped to Crystal late at night. Let's go. Uh, No, but that's 10 or more points without the other team scoring. Okay? Tennessee's essentially tied for second in the nation in that stat. And where yeah, but we have those ten and zero. We have those ten zero runs over the course of like seven minutes. <laughs> Roberto. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> no, that's exactly right, and that's why it's so funny to me. Our explosive runs, which now that I say it out loud, is a pretty funny thing to say. Uh, I think I'm going to change my Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag explosive uh, runs. Get it trending. Uh, but uh, we do it with defense. We we may it may take us five minutes to score ten or twelve points, but you're not going to score any, and that is maybe a huge difference because Gonzaga led that last year in college basketball, and they did it with all offense. They did it with no defense essentially. So I'm I feel really good about this team as we head towards February and March, just because we're so damn good defensively. We're just that good. I you know. Teams, uh, you know, like LSU the other day had a, had a big run to start the game, and they they looked like they were going to hang around. And then they were we were like, nah, I think that we're we're done with being bored on defense. We're going to play defense again. And then they just didn't score for like a half hour. So I, I think it's really neat, and and this team is going to win a whole lot of games in the tournament. I can't believe I'm saying that in spite of their coach because they just lock you down defensively. And I think I think Tennessee's actually probably going to advance the Elite Eight or further this year. Take care. Thank you, Roberto. Only thing I would add is that if that comes to pass, and I hope it does, that Tennessee wins a bunch of games in the tournament, I would not say that it is in spite of their coach. I think that's – I would say it's because of their coach. They're playing this defense because Rick Barnes has told them to play this defense and has coached them to play this defense. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you have to give him credit for that. Doesn't change – like his, his record in – March is his record in March. It is what it is. But interesting uh, piece here. Uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame will announce its class I at saw that. 6 p.m. Coming up here in 27 minutes. We need to pay attention to it if you're a Tennessee fan. Early known votes have, if they hold the way they're holding, he's on 80% of the ballots, would mean – Fountain City, Tennessee legend, Todd Helton may actually make it into the Hall of Fame, Russ. Man, that'd be great. He's sitting at 80% right now. What's the threshold? I think it's like 70-something. How do we – what is this? Is this like the John King guy on CNN? Like we got a batch of votes coming in from Alucha County or something? Like how do we know? I just – I read it. On Twitter last night, from I think it was Buster Olney was was tweeting about it. So, um, are people like just telling, like voters are releasing their votes, essentially? I, I think so, but I mean, you never know with with these baseball writers. 
mean, you want to talk about a self-important? Oh, it's so stuffy. Yeah, and so just the stuffy. way they do it. Uh, to me, it still boggles my mind that uh, Henry Aaron was not a unanimous that somebody actually voted against him going in the Hall of Fame. Like, why would you vote against Hank Aaron? So this is the last chance for Helton, Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner. Only one of those names I know is Helton. How long do they get to be eligible? I think that's kind of that's strange, too. I think you have like five or six years to make it and then and then you like periodically your name comes up because like bonds clemens kurt schilling didn't make it but they will still have opportunities in the future like until they've paid their penance to society and the baseball writers let them in. i don't know if they should be in man it's kind of but pete rose i don't think he should be in i don't either I don't think they're going to let him in. I think if they do, it'll be after he's, you know, gone. You just have a separate wing in the Hall of Fame for scoundrels. <laughs> Cheats, gamblers, and all-around bad dudes. So this is from, ooh. So, okay, so this is from 538. Each player's vote share publicly revealed Hall of Fame ballots as of January 23rd at 5 p.m., so this is last night at 5 p.m., yeah. Helton was at 79.8%, which is above the cutoff. What is the cutoff? Let's say it's like 70. 75%. Okay. So he's at 79.8. Roland's at 79.2. Billy Wagner's at 73.2. God, that would suck. Andrew Jones is at 68.3. Gary Sheffield. Who else? Carlos Beltran, Jeff Kent, A-Rod. A-Rod's at 40.4%. They're never going to let it's, A-Rod I mean, in. that's like, oh, they, like him and Bonds, though. I mean, it would be first ballot guys. They didn't have to do what they did. But they did. But they did. Yeah. Manny Ramirez, 37.7. Was he, was Manny embroiled in PD stuff? Nah, he's just a red son. Do we have to be careful talking about him now that his son is committed? Yep. Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley, Omar Vizquel, Francisco Rodriguez, Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter, where's he at? 3.3%. He ain't getting in. <laughs> no. R.A. Dickey's got 0.5%. Somebody voted for R.A. Dickey to get into the Hall of Fame. Hey, I hope he makes it, my man. Knuckleballer. Born without a ligament in his arm. It's a true story. Go look it up. Like He, was, he pitched – Delmonico would pitch him like – 160 pitches in a game. Because his arm couldn't, his elbow would hold up? or well, That's what they did back then. You had a pitcher like R.A. Dickey in college baseball, and you pitched him until his he, arm fell uh, off? Well, as, if, if he's getting guys out, you leave him in there. Yeah. there was, I'm not making up. There was a game in the NCAA tournament where he pitched like 160 pitches. And then, so he was college pitcher of the year that year. I think it was 95. And during the draft, the lead up to the draft, or no, he he was drafted by the Rangers. And when he went to his physical before he signed his deal, of course they're like doing MRIs and stuff of your pitching arm, and they find out like he does not have one of the major ligaments, ligaments in his elbow. And I believe the doctors at the time said, like, 
not only should you not be able to pitch, you shouldn't be able to open a door without like in just being in extreme pain. And so they ended up like that cost him millions, I think, in his in his deal. And then he wasn't. I don't know if he made it to the big leagues. I think he did initially, but he wasn't anything special, and he's just fooling around with a knuckleball. Became a knuckleballer, and did he win Cy Young? I mean, he was he was excellent pitcher for a couple of years. I'm, I'm not sure. Signed a huge deal with the Mets, made millions. He's in a lot of the UT games now, isn't he? I think he's around some. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Elton deserves to be in on his numbers. I don't give a damn that he played in Colorado. What are uh, what, what are the numbers that gets him in? His hitting. What are the numbers? I have to look it up if you Just want total to number of hits. I, I would think he has like a really high number of hits. I, I mean the you know playing in Colorado thing to me. Like when I think of Helton, I don't think of him as a power hitter. I think of him as a gap hitter, like a doubles guy. He had power, like he could, you know, he hit home runs, but he wasn't a guy just going out there, just like he either strikes out or it's a home run. Like he's he's putting the ball in play and he's getting on base. Let's see, had um, twenty five hundred, basically twenty five hundred hits, scored mm. over fourteen hundred runs. 1,406 RBIs. 2,500 hits is not as many as I would think he would have had. I would have thought he would be a 3,000-hit guy. I'll give you want some reasons, Russ? He belongs in the Hall of Fame? Is that what you're wanting from me? Yeah, make the case. Or not. 865-546-8200. Stay with us. The shocking conclusion of The Drive coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. Wrapping up Tuesday afternoon edition of The Drive. Open lines if you want to jump in here. Final segment. 865-546-8200. So you got the... um, Six talking points here. What, what is Todd Helton's case? Just that his his uh, road numbers away from Coors Field are a lot better than tons of guys that are in the hall. Talking guys like, I can pull him back up. Hold on. I didn't know we were going to come right back to this. Sorry. Um, well, we'll find out here in about 15 minutes. Maybe a little breaking news for overtime to listen to those guys on, on on the way home tonight and see if our boy Todd Helton gets in. That'd be pretty cool. We have any we don't have any other baseball Hall of Famers. He would be the only one, right? For the time being, I mean there's some guys that are we we're, we're, we're putting Blake Burke on the Hall of Fame track now. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> if when you start cranking guys into professional baseball the the way it looks like we're getting ready to Especially those pitchers. Well, the only names retired on the outfield wall are Helton and Holloway. Helton Holloway, Phil Garner, and is is Rick Honeycutt is his name out there? I'm not sure. I think it is. Is RA's not retired? I don't think so. What about should Rust- be. What about Rusty's? Rusty Edzer should be. Damn right. We need like be. a what what do the Yankees call it out there behind center field? The oh. the where all the busts are. 
You don't know this, Ben? What do the Yankees call it uh, back there in the where all the plaques are? Of all, is it the Wall of Fame, the Hall of Fame, or something? Maybe it is. I mean, like a circle of you know, circle of trust. Yeah, circle of honor, <laughs> ring of honor. Yeah, ring of honor. That's what we need. That back there at the the busts of all the the great ball players. Can't have one of Tony Vitello because all our female fans would be like taking pictures, kissing on it, and everything. It'd be weird. There will be a Vitello statue someday, though, if it cur- continues on this current trajectory. Need to get to the World Series. Oh, you got to win one. Yeah. I think. It's going to happen, right? I think so. I really do. We talk about the sacred quest for the Final Four. We've been to Omaha. We know what that's like. We're going to win that thing, man. How obnoxious will we be all summer if we win one? Of them, if we win that thing? The thing is, rolling no, in a football season. The thing is, nobody cares. It's like Doesn't Georgia matter. fans or Alabama fans Doesn't are matter. like, "Is that going to stop?" Oh, they us won from... the World Series. Maybe Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans. I'll they tell you who cares about it. The Vandy boys. Vandy boys. Vandy. LSU. I guarantee you that those guys care about it. They love their new coach, Skeens. Skeens. They should. Uh, um, Johnson is the coach. Skeens is the Air Force transfer they got. The pitcher slash catcher. Okay. Who's their coach now? Is it Jay Johnson? I think so. Arizona? They wanted Vitello. He told them, no thank you. Don't think so. Said, uh-uh. Staying in Knoxville. Sorry. Yeah, Jay Johnson. You all smell like corn dogs. Who's the coach at who's the guy at Arkansas? Van Horn? Yeah. Was, uh, he, he and Tony kind of have heat, a little heat there. I think it's Tony's goal to have heat with every coach in the league. It might not be a goal. It just doesn't bother him if it does. It just it kind of happens. It might be a goal. He would not say it's a goal. He would be hmm. no, it's not a goal. I'm just a competitive guy. But it's really a goal. I don't think it's a goal. I think he rubs people the wrong way. We losing the uh, the fur coat after this season, you think? It's a good question. We need to get him on. The questions we need answers to. Because you know how upset that the NCAA got over certain celebrations. I'm... I'll tell you the one. Who was it? I think they were here. I don't. I can't remember if we played them or not. Auburn with the eagle head? No, there was uh, some team that had like some kind of like gecko mask. Like rubber mask they pulled down. It looked. It was wild. Auburn. Auburn had a. It was a rubber eagle mask for like War Eagle. No, that Sunny guy put this it was on. This was somebody else. They had a lizard mask. Yeah, something like that. I want to say it was one of the teams that maybe was here for the regional. <clears throat> we got that ball rolling. Everybody jumped on that bandwagon. Trendsetters. Yeah. Are was we it? still going to do the? Double celebration, the clutch your face. Like I don't really that, understood. Never understood no, that one. The, the weird like. Pray to the sun god kind of thing that Drew Gilbert started. And I busted. Uh, I busted Campbell for having the. What I mean, what do you guys think? Should we should we keep the daddy hat and the fur coat, or should I we? I think so because I you, they, retire you, that. you kept the daddy hat and then you added the fur coat. Like if you're gonna keep them, I think you have to add something else. It has to be three things. I think they need to get rid of five all years that from now. And just go out get, and mash people. Five years from now, you're gonna have a home run. Like a guy who have to run bases and then. Full, full armor. Full costume, yeah. 
you know, do the uh, go a little flavor flame, get a big old watch uh, or clock necklace on, you know, something like that. Yeah, some sort of chain. I feel like, <coughs> excuse me, I feel like I'm losing my voice. I feel like, uh, you know, all the pitchers are back, but all the all the field, all the infielders, all the outfielders are new. And they're the ones who are going to be hitting the home runs, obviously. So, as much as it pains me to say it, probably is a good jumping off point. Like the daddy had, I think Evan Russell started that. And then, like, that was a it was Gilbert and Beck and Evan Russell, like those guys' team. And those guys are all gone now. It's, it's basically a new team. Could we at least enshrine those things on the university? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you, did you not hear? Was it Vitell that told it that that coat? I don't imagine that thing smelled very good from what I heard. We definitely should ask him about. Crown it. Cleaners offered to launder the fur coat. For I'm serious, they, I, I believe, the guys declined. Baseball players a little bit stitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little stitious. Yeah, that would be a good question. If if we decide to retire the the hat and coat, you know, put them behind a glass case somewhere to be admired, like Vanderbilt did with yep. Derek Mason's vest. Yeah, yeah, the, the daddy hat, <laughs> the fur coat, Jordan Beck's bat that was confiscated at Vanderbilt. <laughs> Give me that damn bat. <laughs> what was it he said? Give me that blank and bat. Yeah, I don't think you can repeat what uh, Vitello said. Polite company, or on the radio. Looking forward to it. We're about six weeks out from baseball coming up here in uh, just a couple of weeks. So six weeks uh, out, dude. It's like twenty three days. We got to give him some weeks, yeah. good new material for music to listen to. You know, we got to help him out. Who? Vitello, Jam or not a Jam. We got to prepare him for the new season with some new music. It will be done. It will be done. Uh, congratulations to former West High School defensive coordinator Derek Rang. He is the new head coach at Oak Ridge. Oh, something about former West coaches going to Oak Ridge. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he was on coming staff at some point. That's kind of odd to me. I hope he lasts longer than Scott Cummings did. What Scott last like Scott, nine months? Well, Scott Cummings pulled a Tyndall, pulled a Kiffin out there. He, he was one hard him before we hired him. I don't think he was fired. I think it was kind of – I don't know. Not sure. Uh, nobody's really sure exactly what happened. He's just not there. Derek Rang. Huh. Good coaching name. I mean, it's no Jim Bob Cooter, but it's pretty solid. Rang. I know some uh, – I've got some mutual friends with him. They, everybody tells me he's hilarious and a good coach. Yeah, I mean, I've I never met him, but um, I was somebody was telling me they think it's a home run hire for the Wildcats. Proud program that has fallen on, I won't say hard times. They've had some good teams, but it's been a while since they've gone down state, as they say. So maybe Coach Rang is the guy to... They had a shot a few years ago. We rolled in there and tore down their kingdom. Baseball starts three weeks from Friday. Thank you. That's what I said. About three weeks, twenty-three days. Is that Ta- what I said? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, roughly what so. you said. You have to be on over seventy percent of the ballots to make it in. Uh, so looks good for Todd Helton. 
he might be six minutes away from paradise. Did we ever figure out what constitutes the black and white, point blank, the red shirt rules for college basketball? No, and I spent time researching it the other night. We do our research. Have and you done your research? There's, there's nothing written about it since like two or three years ago, and it's it's nebulous. For the red shirting? Yeah. Yeah, I, I spent way too long the day Can't you find asked. it. Yeah, I found something from 2020 talking about it. Yeah, I there's no. I, I saw the same stuff. I, on my personal computer, I downloaded the PDFs of the NCAA rule book to try to find it. I think it has been reported, and I'm not sure where, so I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I think it's been reported that he has played, B.J. Edwards has played past the cutoff point. or He's played too much or he's played past the cutoff point. But loophole, apparently if you claim injury, and I think we did this with one of our players a couple of years ago, where you could say you can finagle the rules familiar. to get a medical redshirt. And so maybe that's a possibility for BJ, and and maybe also why he hasn't been playing lately, so that they can, well, you know, you had a high ankle sprain, just never was right, and preserve that year of eligibility, which would be beneficial, I would think. James says, "I'll never eat another M M&M and M again." Bring on the Snickers! All caps. I love Snickers. Want to thank Ben for helping out behind the scenes. We didn't let him do the thing; he just sat here for another day. We gotta you, give him something to do. You're the don't captain. Bl- don't blame this on me. You're you have the something captain. to do. Yeah. You finally have somebody you outrank in seniority. You're just like not taking advantage and lording it over him. I'll make sure to do it next time then. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Bear. Overtime headed up next. We will do it again tomorrow here on Fan Run Radio.